Welcome to the Chris Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crocky, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast, where you can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and any other podcast that is distributed by Buzzsprout. They're, they're a company that helps me distribute my podcast through the whole world. And if you wanted them to help you out, join the podcast uh, family. So, as I said it before, my name is uh, Crazy Dre. Uh, it's a nickname that my friends gave me when I was younger. I was a little nuts, a lot of fun, said a lot of stupid stuff or funny stuff, uh, maybe some immature stuff. But <clears throat> it was my way of, I guess, communicating with people or ideas. But through the years, I've been kind of based on by myself. And I realized when I was younger, I was obnoxious or said a lot of stuff. And I just wanted attention. So podcasting became popular. And I listened to some podcasts. I don't listen to a lot of it. But, you know, I was, uh, I made it, and I thought, and an idea about, you know what? I might as well start a podcast. And I wanted to make a podcast for people who are some form of disabled or some form of people that don't get heard or spoken to or listened to. And that was me. Because I have a form of disability and I have a wobbly look to my style of walk and my proportion of my size is an average man, but it's a very... uh young looking person that I that I have an appearance with and eventually I'll go from a young person appearance to a very old old man but before that happens I want to be able to uh, communicate with people out there that who want to listen to someone that has a different point of view in life that is not a an everyday person not an an everyday able-bodied man and this is what I get. This is what this is what you get. This is what you get. You get me. So so I talk about a lot of different things. I talk about human rights, I talk about sports, I talk about relationships, expectations between men and women. I talk about anything that out there. And today <clears throat> I'm going to talk about the NBA and the um, athletes and other sports of other leagues out there as well. And I want to address this Charles Barkley uh, statement that he is very disappointed in a lot of these NBA players for taking days off or nights off when the fans pay for the tickets and, and, and the main guy or the main athlete or the main star of the show um doesn't play so people pay 40 bucks up to 200 maybe 300 bucks based on where your team is so if you if you're in in LA you're going to pay a couple thousand dollars for for a floor seat if you're in Detroit Michigan you're going to pay maybe a couple hundred bucks to see your favorite NBA player 
But regardless, most people that watch the NBA who are in the nosebleeds are profoundly poor or low income or don't want to pay a lot of money to watch their uh, their favorite player. And they, and then there's kids out there who are very low income or who really look up to the NBA players or NHL players or NFL players. And, and all they want to do is to watch the hero. And what's happening is that these athletes like Kawhi Leonard's hurt or Kevin Durant's hurt or LeBron James might be hurt or maybe they're not hurt at all or Steph Curry as well, but they don't play. So you get a lot of these fans out there who are paying for games to not be able to see their favorite player. And then you have all these broadcasters like the TNT guys and the ESPN guys and they all talk about this uh, this quite little phenomenon is these athletes are not playing every game. And they're comparing these athletes to the great athletes of of the Michael Jordans and the Larry Birds and the Mickey Mantles and Babe, Babe Ruths and Bill Russell. And I'm naming all these athletes. I'm naming all these sports. Naming everybody that you can think of if you're a sports guy. So, everyone's upset. The kids are upset. The professional analysts on TNT are upset. Because if they don't play, the sports analysts don't have nothing to talk about. If Quan Leonard don't play, or Kevin Durant don't play, or LeBron James don't play, the NBA analysts have nothing to say. Because the teams are not the same without... The superstars. So instead of make instead of the score to be 145 points each, now the score is like 101 to 105. It's low. It's slow. It's not fun for the fans. The fans show up and the team sucks and they spend a hundred bucks for a game for the whole family. But these NBA analysts are more upset than the fans are, I think. Because this is their only livelihood after the NBA, after their career is over. Someone like Charles Barkley, who has a lot of money, can invest in other businesses. But most NBA players who are not that good don't make a lot of money. Maybe get some pension plan based on how many years you play. But if you're not... If you're not a graduate of a master degree and you go back into the real world, you'd be broke. It's a it's a phenomenon that happens in the NFL. It's a phenomenon that happens in a in in the NBA. When players retire, they spend all their money and they pay a lot of child support and other and and, and other stuff. But these guys LeBron James and Steph Curry. Well, I'm going to leave Steph Curry out of this picture right now. You get people like LeBron James and Kevin Durant and and uh, Kyle Irving and, and these other guys. These guys have worked their butt off to make it into the NBA. They they entertain people. They make 
60, 70 million dollars every two years. I don't know their contracts. It's not really important because they make a lot more money than I do. But if you take someone like LeBron James, who makes, who was making maybe $90 million for last four years or close to it, he doesn't want to play every game because he's 38 years old. He has other investments like, like Nike or any other sports gear. And he's realized, you know what? I don't need to entertain people every night. What Michael Jordan did for the NBA is a, the greatest thing that ever happened for the NBA players, especially for the superstars. Michael Jordan created the Nike phenomenon, created the I want to be like Mike commercials, drinking Gatorades. And he was the one that asked for $46 million per year when he made his comeback in the middle in the mid 90s when the Houston Rockets were winning winning their back-to-back championships and Michael Jordan was the one that made everything better for the NBA players and the players association because they got more money per season even the average players who didn't get that huge contract were now making $500,000 for being a bench warmer and now these guys are in a situation where they can leave the NBA and they can entertain themselves away from the professional sports era. They don't need to entertain people that they have no idea who they are. And you wonder why. People why, why is this? And a part of the reason why is this is that all these NBA players understand that the NBA in other sports, like the WWE, might be rigged. Like most people understand that the, the WWE, there are athletes out there who are performing uh, very athletic moves of, of punching each other, uh, uh, have a way of throwing each other against the rope and throwing each other on the mat. But they're athletes. They're men in their underwear with their with their ding-dongs halfway out. But it's entertainment for all the women who want to look at men like that, and it's entertainment for men who wish they were like that. So Vince McMahon created an idea with with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and, and Macho Man Randy Savage and the Junkyard Dog. They understood that we're going to make money. We have to comply to who's the greatest wrestler of all time. It's Andre the Giant, then Hulk Hogan, then Macho Man Randy Savage, and then The Undertaker, and then, and then, um, and then um, Steve Austin, and anybody that came after before Hulk Hogan and the Ric Flairs of the WCW. It's an, it's a, it's an entertainment. And when, and when you step back to the Major League Baseball in the 1940s, African Americans were introduced to the to Major League Baseball because they had their own Negro Baseball League because they weren't included in the in the Major League Baseball League because it was based on segregation. So when Jackie Robinson broke that um, threshold. And now the African-Americans are playing baseball. 
African-Americans were now thinking about, you know what, I can make it out of the projects or being poor if I pick up a baseball bat. And by the time the 60s happened, you had Bill Russell. And then by the late 60s, you had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Will Chamberlain in the 1970s. And then you had Dr. J. And then Dr. J was the cool cat, Mr. Smooth. But he didn't make a lot of money either. But he was making more money than most players did. And then you also had Mr. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And they were making a lot of money, but they were making a couple million dollars per year, which was a lot back then. And then you had Isaiah Thomas from Detroit Pistons making about, at the most, about $4 million per year. That's a huge amount of money for a Detroit Piston player. Probably the greatest Detroit Piston player has ever played. And you can make an argument that the Bad Boys were a better team than any of the Chicago Bulls team because. They only beat meter the Bulls only beat the average mediocre teams like Utah and and they beat the Krusty Lakers and and they they beat the Sonics. But my point is that back in the day, back when Banjo League baseball for Jackie Robinson, it was a way to make money. It was a really way to get out of the of, out of poverty and Isaiah Thomas made it a point where he grew up in Chicago everybody that knows about anything about Detroit Pistons know that Isaiah Thomas came from Chi-Town hard knock life of Chicago it was probably worse back then than it is now in the, on the west side of Chicago supposedly but even Isaiah Thomas says, if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, these players would not make $40, $50 million a year. Or at least $10 million a year for six years. So you make $60 million. Or you're LeBron James making over $100 million a year. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan. But the mindset is change. That's what has changed. So back in the day, back in the 80s and the 70s and the 1940s and the 50s, the mindset for an average black man was, okay, I can either work for GM and Ford and be segregated to the part of my neighborhood that I can't leave at a certain time of night and I can't go to the east side or the west side of the city because that's where all the whites live. That's old school segregation for automobile companies like GM and Ford back in the day. And same same thing with baseball. When Jackie Robinson was around playing baseball, he was still segregated away from the rest of the white of the white players. But the finance but the money wise has changed. Now people like People who will watch athletes are not white athletes no more. They're black athletes. We adore black athletes. We we put them on a pedestal. And now these black athletes figured out that, man, I'm making my money. I can sit out. I can relax. I don't have to play every night. The NBA is probably rigged just like the WWE. 
I know that I know that certain athletes who play in the in the NBA, they all know that they want Steph Curry and LeBron James and and maybe Kevin Durant and uh the Greek the freak from Milwaukee to be in the finals or and they all know that and they know it because it's entertainment they already signed that contract that that no matter what happens you, the NBA has to make money and by making money you have to comply to the greatest athletes on your court who are playing on your team who are playing in the same league that you are playing in advertisement if the if the NBA markets to LeBron James, we all win. That's how the NBA players are thinking now. Kawhi Leonard understands that ESPN and Fox Sports is all—they're always going to talk about LeBron James, always, night in and night out, never a question. So Kawhi Leonard understands. You know what? I don't need to play every night because I know that the NBA needs. LeBron James to be in the finals or in the playoffs. So instead of instead of interrupting that uh scene and kicking LeBron James to the curb and beating his team, he's gonna play late he's gonna lay low and let LeBron James and the Lakers beat the Clippers because he wants to make his money as much as LeBron James is gonna make his. Because it's in it's in entertainment. Remember that it's in entertainment. So these players have figured out, and eventually, someday, most of these players are never going to play sports again. Especially the real, especially the real smart ones. The smarter the ones that they get, the the smarter that they're going to walk away from the sport. And a perfect example is Barry Sanders. And people are like, well, he, well, Barry Sanders is in the, well, Barry Sanders is in the NFL. So what does that have to do with the NBA? Well, Barry Sanders comes from a team called Detroit Lions. And Detroit Lions in the '90s were horrible. If it wasn't for Barry Sanders himself, just Barry Sanders, they would have never made it to the playoffs. But because we carry the ball 800 million times behind Barry Sanders, they, the Detroit Lions made the playoffs. But what Barry Sanders figured out is that the NFL has a system, a system of glorifying certain teams like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys back in the 90s. Those the teams that to win the Super Bowls. And Barry Sanders, by the eighth, ninth year, because he retired in his, in his ninth year, he retired and he decided that it was not worth it. That he could make money away from the NFL because he was smart enough to understand how to invest his money. And maybe he lost some money investing but maybe he's gaining money because he's a smart investor. I don't know his finances. But Barry Sanders is profoundly a very intelligent man. 
and a man that understood that I don't need to play on a bad team every year. I don't need to play with play for Wayne Fonts, Cocaine Wayne. I don't need to listen to the GM of Detroit who who gave up my favorite offense lineman, Lomas Brown, and traded him. I don't need to play for a team that refused to sign Brett Premium, a slot receiver, and he was he signed with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs the following year. So the whole team was falling apart as they were making to as they could have made it to the Super Bowl the following couple of years. But when the Detroit Lions decided to go with Scott Mitchell instead of Eric Kramer the following year, he understood that his time was up. Barry Sanders' time was up, and he had no reason to play in Detroit no more. He had no reason to want to get traded, and Barry Sanders is a, is a good example of what's happening to the NBA players, especially the black athletes. They're figuring out that they don't need to be running up and down the court for 42 minutes or 48 minutes. They don't need to be entertaining people that they don't know. They don't need to be entertaining the NBA owners. And what I mean owners, I mean the people that own the teams. They don't need to entertain them no more because they already made a contract about certain teams making to the playoffs. So if Kawhi Leonard knows that his team is pretty good, but they're not going to make fair fair calls for his team, and they're, they're going to give it to Steph Curry, or they're going to make calls for LeBron James, or whoever is the A team out there, there's no reason for Kawhi Leonard to play every night. There's no reason for for Butler for Miami Heat to play every night because Butler understands that, you know what? They don't care about if I win a championship or not. They care about if LeBron James or Steph Curry is. So so in some ways, Michael Jordan made the NBA better for the players' associations, but in other ways, he made sports a real bad thing because They've taken away the competition day in, day in and day out of the sporting events, the sporting ex- expectations. You don't see the best teams playing against each other no more because the players don't want to get hurt. The players don't want to be participating in something that have, can have a lifetime uh, of injury. They figure that out. They really have. So when I hear Charles Barkley talk about these NBA players are not playing and they're and they're disrespecting the game, no. My last note is that these players are maturing outside the basketball. Someday they're going to be lawyers and doctors and they're going to invest their time in something that's going to make them wealthy. Maybe not super rich, but wealthy that they don't have to hurt themselves no more. It's probably going to start with the NFL. 
where a lot of these athletes are getting concussions and CTEs, injuries, brain injuries, and eventually they're going to stop playing football because they're going to say, you know what? I don't need to get a brain injury and have thoughts of suicide and take medication for a massive headache, a migraine headache. I don't need that in my life anymore. So eventually, all the smart athletes who are going to be good enough to play in the, in, in the NFL and the in Major League Baseball and, or the NBA, they're going to say, you know what, I could make it into the NBA, but I don't want to because I'd rather be a doctor, I'd rather be a, a, a scientist or a lawyer or something that's going to make them money or some type of investor or a business owner. And that's what's happening to what that's what happened to majority of white people, white players. You see a lot of white players don't even play baseball no more. Besides maybe Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. But there's only two guys. But a lot of these a lot of what's gonna happen is you're gonna lot get a lot of smarter black athletes not playing the sport as long and then they're gonna walk away from the sport. And then they're going to invest their money into smart mutual funds or something like that. And then they'd be fine. They'd be set for life. And we'll still be watching sports. There'll always be sports for the poor people like me. We're always going to sit around and hope for the next LeBron James or hope for the next Kaiway Leonard or hope for the next John Stockton. Or Larry Bird, because because sports is part of our culture, part of our life. But for for what it is, human beings are progressing, and they're progressing in a way that they don't need to entertain each other by the TV set no more. They're entertaining themselves through their families and their friends. It's moving away. We're moving away from this massive worshiping of these athletes. These athletes understand that, that they are the gold, they're the cash cows, but they don't, but they're not being, but they don't want to be treated like cash cows. They want to be treated like individuals. They want to be treated like human beings. That's what's really going on. You know, eventually you're not going to see LeBron James play the NBA for 20 years. You're not going to see the Michael Jordans play for back-to-back championships anymore because it's not going to be important. It just isn't. It's not really important. So, unfortunately, I made it a downing diaper moment about sports and all that. For all those true fans out there who watch the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, the WWE, whatever. I don't even consider the WWE a real sport. It's an entertainment. It's not a sport. So if they want if they want sports to be real, if they want to bring back the competition in the NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball, this is my suggestion. Make the seasons shorter. Have more playoff teams involved in the playoffs. 
and you have to call the game fair. And what I mean by fair, you don't give the Michael Jordans the, the special treatment. You don't give the LeBron James a special treatment. You don't give Bryce Harper a special treatment. You play the game to what it was meant to be. It's about competing. It's about the best teams playing against each other and seeing who's a true champion. And that's how you'll fix sports. So that these athletes are going to want to play to win a championship. But when they win a championship, they're not going to be there for 20 years like, like Tom Brady. It's ridiculous. Or LeBron James. You go and get a guy in his prime between the ages of 22 to 31 years old, and then he's going to retire. And then the new generation comes in and wins championships. But the solution is make it, make it a real competition. Stop favoring certain teams to win certain championships. Let the draft picks, let free agencies be fair to, to balance all teams. All teams should win a championship at one point. It doesn't matter if you're the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, Major League Baseball. If you, fair, if you play it fair based on free agency and trades and, and draft picks, everyone will win a championship and everyone is going to stay to watch the game and compete for a championship. But you have to bring the true element of competition back. You have to allow the system to work for what's, what it was there for. It was there for, for the best teams and the best players to play against each other to win a championship. Not the best looking person, not the most advertising person, not the sexiest athlete, but the best player. All right, folks. That's how I'm going to end it. I ended on, on a happier note. I thought I, I had to keep going for another two and a half minutes because I, went, I didn't want to be a, a, a Downey Draper or Downey or whatever her, that saying goes. But I wanted people to know that, that you should not put into your investments in sports as it is part of your life. Remember, it's just an entertainment. It's just entertainment. So if you like listening to this podcast, please uh, give me a thumbs up or follow me to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Uh, you can find me on Apple Podcasts as Andre's Podcast or Crazy Dre's Podcast Show. I'm also on Apple Podcasts. I, um, I also have an email ad- address called Crazy Dre Podcast Show at at gmail.com. Uh, my distributor for this is Buzzsprout. Uh, if you're new to podcasting and want to get into it, uh, go through them. I don't really have any subscriptions. I, I don't have any uh, favoritism towards Buzzsprout. Besides their doing these my a great service to distribute my stuff uh 
I just have to make my podcast more entertainment. Entertainment. So, thank you for listening. Coming back again. Uh, go Blue. Go Detroit Pistons. Go Detroit Red Wings. And for God's sake, go Detroit Lions. All right. I'm out. Peace and love.